Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. So good to see you all, and it's great to see the church is full and overflowing. And I was just so touched by that beautiful song, um, Oh Holy Night. I don't know if anyone was watching the carols last night from Sydney, from the Domain, and uh, they have a whole lot of Sanders stuff and all sorts of things, but towards the end, they had two, a couple of amazing songs. And they actually did a survey across Australia, what was their favourite Christmas carol? Do you know which one it was? Oh, Holy Night. I thought, how amazing is that? Right across our nation, that was the most impacting carol that people say they love because the words just focus in on Jesus. And when Jesus came to it, it was a holy night. And tonight's a holy night because we've come to worship him. Lord, I just pray right now your presence will just flood our hearts. It's a holy night because we celebrate you coming out of the beauty of heaven to the brokenness and darkness of this world. And you brought your light, your love, your hope, your truth, and it still flows out to many today. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would speak to all of our hearts, not only to us, but filling us so we can share that good news with everyone around us. I pray for your love and blessing to fill our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats. Do you know what the second uh, most popular carol was? Angels we have heard on high. That was number two. And uh, there was lots of others, but uh, that's so good. I want to read a couple of verses from Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. And uh, some of you know these verses. And this was prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus came. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thank God for his word prophesied hundreds of years before. Jesus came, here we are 2,000 years later, still seeing his peace and presence. And in our crazy, broken world right now, we need Jesus, the Prince of Peace, more than ever. And I know many of you are praying for that across the nations, across our nation, across our neighbourhoods, across our families. And Christmas is a great time of celebration and love and giving. But for some it's a sad time because they remember the broken relationships or the things that they've lost. But today, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And uh, yeah, we need to thank Him for being the Prince of Peace. And if you need to receive that, Say, Jesus, I need your peace in my heart or mine. Or help me to share that with others. For the last few weeks, we've been doing a series in our church, The Call of Christmas. And tonight, I just want to do a summary of that and then apply the uh, message to our hearts today. And uh, it's been a four, we've seen four instances of God sending angels to tell people and give them some news in preparation for Jesus' first coming. The first one was Zechariah. God warned it wanted someone to let the people know his son was coming. He chose John the Baptist. Sometimes God's plans are not so straightforward. 
He often takes a roundabout way to get the message out. Instead of sending Jesus first, he sent John the Baptist, supernaturally conceived through uh, uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth, who'd been barren. And God saw the big picture and the way to reach our, uh, the people of that community. And so Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. How, how amazing is that? And so the angel comes to Zechariah and he said, John the Baptist will be a voice of one calling in the wilderness, calling people to repent and repair the way of the Lord. We often think of the angel visiting Mary as the beginning of the Christmas story, but actually the angel visiting Zechariah six months before was the beginning of the Christmas story. We all have our little figurines and our uh, nativity scenes. You don't see one of uh, John the Baptist very often, do you? Or of Zechariah. And yet that was the beginning of the story. Reminds me of the, of the family. After Christmas, you have all your decorations out and, and then it comes a few days afterwards. Some people leave it out till New Year's Day. Some leave it till the June. Some pack it up the next day. And they were packing up the little nativity scene and they couldn't find baby Jesus. And I thought, oh no, we've lost an important part of the nativity scene. And they're all going, what's happened to baby Jesus? And little Johnny, he was four years old. He finally said, I took him. I said, what do you mean you took baby Jesus? He said, I put him under my pillow because I want to make sure Jesus is with me every day of the year, not just on Christmas. <laughs> Little four-year-old got the message, hey? It's not just about celebrating Christmas. It's a focal point, but it's Jesus with us every day because he's come to breathe our life and our hope. So Zachariah and Elizabeth... They've been trying to have children for years. Now they were old and beyond the hope of ever having a child. Zechariah is called to offer incense and pray in the temple. He's living out what God had created him to do. Serving the God he loved, even though God had not provided them with children, he still kept his heart soft and was faithful to serve God. And sometimes our prayers don't get answered the way we think they should. But Zachariah shows us, just keep loving and serving Jesus when your prayers haven't worked out the way you'd like. And there he was in the temple. He was in his quiet place doing the uh, priestly duties. He was in prayer when he's called to a much longer quiet time. And some of you know the story, how that the, prophet, the angel came and said, you're going to have a, supernaturally have a, a, a child. And, and, and he said, how can that happen? And the angel said, well, because you didn't believe, you're going to not speak until the baby arrives. Wow. Thank God he doesn't do that to us very often, eh? When he gives a promise, oh, I don't know how that's going to happen. It wasn't an inquiring one. It was an unbelief one. And so he uh, didn't speak for six months. He had a silent time. And uh, God sometimes uses silence to try and get our attention. Psalm 46 verse 10 said, Be still and know that he is God. And Christmas is a crazy time. It's really hard to find any space for silence. We had 27 people at our house on Tuesday morning with all of our kids and grandkids and all their friends and an early Christmas. And it was fun but chaos. I thought, mate, where would you find 10 seconds to have silence in the middle of all that? And it can be full of time. But it's important even tonight to take a few moments to be silent and remind, remember how amazing Jesus coming to this earth is. 
And uh, it reminds me of the story of the, that God prepared their hearts. He prepared the way for Jesus by sending John the Baptist to preach repentance. And some of you know the story of this sower and the seed in uh, Matthew 13. He tells a story about a farmer who goes out to sow seed. Some it falls on rocks and some falls on the path. Some of the seeds are eaten up by the birds. What if we look at this parable from a different perspective? What if we look at the story as a story about preparation? What if Jesus is saying, if you have rocks in the field, move the rocks and get rid of the things that are blocking your heart so that the seed of God's love can land somewhere in the good soil of your heart. And, and for some of us, we have to put aside the rocks of religion or fear or offence or unforgiveness or disappointment or wounds or hurt and invite Jesus to come into those very depths of our heart and to let him come and be Lord of our life. Perhaps silence is a preparation. Anyone ever have a problem with a computer or your mobile phone? You find some IT expert and what do they tell you the first thing to do? Turn it off, leave it off for a while, and then start it up again. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But it reminds us that sometimes we've got to slow down and turn off the busyness of life to listen to the voice of Jesus, to listen to the Holy Spirit reaching out to our hearts, to listen for His hope and let our hearts be prepared. Then there was Mary, the amazing angel came to Mary. And uh, there's really no way Mary had any idea what she was in for. Women in those days were not taught in the temples or the schools. But she was there, obviously a clever girl. She must have had brothers. Mary listened. She knew the prophecies. Did mothers in their time tell their daughters, be a good girl and maybe God will choose you? Because every young woman was hoping that she would be the one that would, carry, would bear the Messiah. That was a common desire of every young lady in Israel at that time because the Messiah had been prophesied to come. If, if Mary knew, did Mary know that this was a Messiah was going to come, that he was going to be the lamb that was sacrificed? What an amazing woman she turned out to be. She said, whatever you will, do it, Lord. The Bible says we all need a spiritual heart transplant. Jesus was the one who would provide a way to take care of our broken hearts. Mary's job was to take care of Jesus from inception through childhood and adolescence until he was a grown man. What an amazing job. That, what a task. That's incredible that God chose Mary to do that. But she didn't hesitate. Even though she had no idea how this is all going to happen, she simply says, I am the Lord's servant. In other words, here I am, send me and use me. That's a great response of faith. Notice the message was, wasn't do this and I'll bless you. It was you have blessed me, so do this. Sometimes we want God to bless us and then we'll say I'll serve him. He says no, serve him and blessing will flow over your life. Mary was called to provide. She was to provide for God in the flesh when he made himself a helpless baby and I love that verse in John 14. It says that the word became flesh and dwell among us. One version says he's moved into the neighborhood. Jesus is in our neighborhood. He's in our families. He's in our community. 
and he wants to draw close to all of our hearts and live his grace through us. And then we have Joseph. For Joseph, the call was an interruption to his life. He had his life planned out. He was a carpenter. What do they say? Measure twice, cut once. All the carpenters here know what that looks like. Joseph was a planner and he knew the plan. Get married, have children, live a life that's honourable. He had found a godly woman to be his wife and the plan was going just as he planned. But Joseph's life gets interrupted and his response is, Oh no, what do I do? There's a great saying that says, Life is what happens when you are busy making other plans. That sometimes is how life is, isn't it? Joseph received a call to live a different life than one he had planned. This would be the life of a quiet carpenter. It would not be the life of a quiet carpenter. This would be a life protecting a woman who is highly favoured by God and protecting the Son of God. What a huge task. It's not just a change of plans. This is a calling that led him to run from a crazy king, accept gifts from strangers, try to explain why your son is different from all the other boys. This was not a part of the plan, but it was a part of God's plan all along. You see, when God calls us to change our plans, he's actually asking us to join his plans. And that's why sometimes diversions happen, interruptions happen in our life. But years later, if we keep saying yes to God, you'll see his plan is greater than what we'd ever, ever designed and planned. And this Christmas, I want to encourage you, make sure you're aligning with his plan, not just your own goals or your own plans. The call interrupts. He's called to protect. The call changes everything. And lastly, we have the shepherds. I love those shepherds. I don't know about you, but I'd like to, I wonder what their names were. Maybe they were Ernie and Bert. <laughs> Maybe they're Tom and Tony. I wonder what their names were. Someone gave the wise men names, even though we don't really know what their names were either. When the scriptures were written, people had no concept of a round earth and an infinite solar system. Riding on the outer spiral arm of a galaxy called the Milky Way. God was up. God came from up down to earth. That's all they understood. Elijah was taken up to God. We were here and God was there, wherever there was. This call for Christmas that the shepherds experienced was not, the bring, was not bringing God to us. Calling meant connecting with the God who was already here. Because he's Emmanuel, God with us so he came to be revealed maybe it's better term instead of the calling would be the pushing or the pulling God is with us moving us forward to his plan God's in front of us and behind us I love the image from the video of the shepherds running for some of you here a couple weeks ago when the when the angel came and says don't be afraid and they're terrified and as the, all the angels start singing glory to God in the highest the pictures of the angels running one of them's terrified and the other one's laughing that's a bit like that when things get overwhelming sometimes sometimes you're laughing next minute you're crying sometimes you're running when God works in our life sometimes we're just overwhelmed but the key is just saying Lord I'm going to keep responding I'm going to let you be the Lord of our lives and so 
It's interesting to note that they then ran off and found the baby Jesus in the manger. And what did they do after that? They told everyone the good news and then they went back to being shepherds. God intersects with our life, but then he wants you to live your life in your family, in your workplace, in our neighborhood. Whatever career or responsibilities we have, we live out our Christian faith because that's what God has called us to be and to do. They heard heaven praising God on that night. And I thank God for the beautiful carols and songs that we sing. I pray that they're more than just words. They're worship from our heart. Because the call to the shepherds was to praise the saviour of the world. And that's what he's called for each of our lives tonight is to have a, a, a heart that praises, that worships, that surrenders. So to wrap it up tonight, Luke 2, 8 to 11 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, or this day, in the town of David, a saviour, has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. They came with the message, it's now, today. We always, we're often looking for something better to happen tomorrow. But hey, sometimes, don't be always wishing about tomorrow or regretting yesterday. Jesus comes and says, today is the day to live your life. Today's the day to live out your faith. Today's the day to find someone to share good news. Today's the day to bring some gifts or food to someone who needs it. Today's the day we listen to someone's story so that they can find hope for their lives. I want to encourage you this Christmas tonight not to live in the past of regret or disappointment or hurt or shame. Hey, life can be so unfair and cruel at times. There's an active enemy out to steal and kill and destroy. Sometimes we make poor choices in our lives. Sometimes we're victims of other situations. And we can just be plagued by what's happened in the past. Or we can be afraid of the future. But Jesus reminds us today is the day of salvation. Today, the shepherd said, he's been born today. And I want to encourage you, live each day in the full measure of his presence. Just be present. Life gets so hectic, so crazy, so many needs, so many demands. I want to encourage you, walk in his presence. Be still and know that he is God. Live out your faith in a way that you presence Jesus wherever we go. Today, It's no longer preparations, it's now, today. Maybe is he calling you to get prepared. Maybe you need to learn to be silent. You spend so much time talking, texting, posting, proclaiming. Maybe as we experience this last week of the year, you're being called to have some quiet moments where you listen and reflect. And this year's been crazy. There's been some amazing 
experiences, but there's also been some really overwhelming experiences this year. And between now and the end of the year, I encourage you to take some quiet moments to reflect, to listen to God's heart for his plan for this next year. To hear his heart and his voice. To let your heart just be refreshed and restored. Maybe he's calling you to provide. Jesus, the grown man, not the baby, would say, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Maybe this Christmas God's calling you to start a life of giving rather than just receiving. Could it be longing? Could he be longing to hear from you, I am the Lord's servant, and then watching you follow through by providing food for the hungry, clothes for the needy, a home for the orphans, or simply a cup of cold water to someone in his name? There's great joy in giving. And as a church, we want to thank you for all those who um, gave to our uh, Christmas hamper hamper appeal and uh, also to uh, give our gift bags last Sunday to all of our Transformations men and women. We gave out 29 gift bags to the Transformations last week. Thank you for everyone who shared in that. And during the week, we gave out 20 other hampers to some families from our um, OSH, our childcare centre, and then we gave some to widows and families in need or just some that we just wanted to bless. And uh, I had the joy, and I want, they'd prefer to stay anonymous. We've got a lovely family here, and they're always giving to others. And uh, as a staff, we said, we're going to bless them and surprise them. So I knock on their door, and there's no one there. So I knock again, because I had a feeling there was someone around. And then they come down the side um, driveway, and they were just so overcome, because they're always giving. They said, we've just got back from giving food to the people down the street. I show up with two big... Um, hampers for them and they, they were just so overwhelmed and they said we don't know we, we're not used to it I said no you're always giving so today's your day to receive and it was such a joy to bless and surprise them and they're here tonight I don't want to embarrass you but I know I just thought hey what an awesome thing to give to share and sometimes we don't have lots to share but just share what you've got and many of you do that all the time Christmas we're really stirred to give and many that aren't followers of Jesus still have caught the gift giving thing and I thought how beautiful is that and sometimes the best gifts you can give can't be wrapped it's a hug it's an acceptance it's a listening ear it's a heart that responds it's a prayer of faith it's sharing a story of hope for people who don't have it it's celebrating with someone who's had a breakthrough and there's so many more beautiful gifts. It's a smile. It's a, a song that you share. Whatever it is. I want to encourage you to keep sharing. Maybe he's calling you to protect. Let's be honest. God doesn't need you for anything really. Maybe God wants you to help protect those who cannot protect themselves. To risk your livelihood for those who have no life. Maybe God's calling you to protect yourself from an abusive lifestyle or relationship. Maybe God's calling you to help protect the good his good name by being his hands and feet in this broken world. No matter what he may be calling you to, to protect, I'm pretty sure it will sometimes upset your plans, but the good news is he loves you enough, he believes in you enough to ask you to let go of your plans and join in his plans. 
And lastly, maybe God's calling you to praise him like the shepherds. Not just to sing another song, not just to attend a church service. Maybe God's calling you to really praise him by taking steps of faith that show your respect and gratitude for our Lord Jesus. Yes, the calling of God can sometimes be an interruption. It can sometimes be about changing plans. It's always accompanied with joy and tears and passion and a sense of living life. What is your purpose? What's God calling you to at this Christmas time? One more scripture I'd like to look at, Matthew 1 verse 21. It says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. With us meaning taking on the form of a man and supportive of mankind, standing in the gap between our sinful nature and a righteous God. His birth and death are intrinsically linked. The fact God sent his son to die for us is the greatest expression of his love for us. God chose to save us, but choice works two ways. He chose us, and we also need to choose him. And that's the choice that we all need to make in our lives. As a pastor, sometimes I'm called to pray with people in the last hours or days of their life on earth. And I always reach out and speak to the Spirit, are you ready to meet your Creator? Are you at peace with Jesus? And I pray that we don't wait until the last days of our life before we ask those sorts of questions. Or we pray that prayer of faith. Or we share the good news that he's come to be the saviour of the world. And just the last few weeks I've had the privilege of doing that with two different people. And making sure they were at peace with Jesus. It's a choice. It's a choice to let Jesus be first. It's a choice to accept what he's done. And maybe you're here tonight and you've come with friends or you just feel, hey, I just need to go to church at Christmas time. Maybe you haven't been to church for a long time. Or maybe you come from time to time. I want to encourage you. This is not a religious thing. We don't just see Jesus as a baby. He came to be the King of kings and Lord of lords. Yeah. He came to identify with broken, sinful humanity. He bridged the gap from heaven to earth. He bridged the gap from our lives that could never please him with good works or religious things. He came to love us, to demonstrate the Father heart of God. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He did not come to judge the world or condemn the world but to bring hope and salvation to our lives. And I want to encourage you, if that's a challenge that you haven't seriously considered, there's a choice that we can say, yes, I open my heart. If you're a follower of Jesus, it's a choice to find every creative way we can to share that good news, to demonstrate it by our lives.
Do you realize he's chosen you? He's called, he calls you by name. Tonight he's calling you to open your heart. He's calling us to say, Jesus, I'm going to love you. I'm going to respond to you. I thank you that you have come to pay the price for my sins. Jesus calling you by name to receive him, to believe in him, and to follow him with all of your heart. And what an invitation that is. What a choice that he loves us. We've just got a short DVD, a couple of minutes to wrap up this series on the calling. And, and just look at this for a moment, and then we'll come back and have, have a prayer. Thank you. There's a voice that calls life from unexpected places. Barren lands will flourish with new creation. There's one who is searching for the pure in heart, waiting to find those who will trust. So what choice will you make? Because it may feel like choosing between life and death. Take her as your wife. But look closer. All he has ever offered us is life. Messiah. You see, God has come to the most unlikely people urging them to follow, asking them to trust. The stories have been told for centuries. The wait is nearly over. Today, our Savior is born to bring light into dark places, to be the voice in the wilderness, to call you to come home, to bring joy to the world. God has chosen you, and he does not make mistakes. God's timing is not our timing. His love is not our love. He's turned his love into flesh and blood, and for that, we rejoice. Emmanuel, so don't wait, don't pack, don't plan, just go. There is a world lost and hungry. There is a world lonely and wandering. And he has called us to go and tell them. Go and tell them what God is doing. Go and tell them that God is coming. Go and tell them. God is That's the message for our hearts today. Why don't we stand in his presence for a moment? The team are going to come back. And we're going to have another beautiful song. But I'd like to pray for you today. Why don't we close our eyes for a moment? Just a moment of quietness in this holy place. I want you just to, in your own heart, say, Lord, have I made room in my heart for you? Am I choosing to share this good news with others? Lord, has life become a bit overwhelming? Do I need to take a step of faith? Before we finish our service tonight, I'd like to give you an opportunity to say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. I want to follow you.
It's not about religion. This is about life. It's about connecting with Jesus, the Son of God. The carols we sing. I know this Christmas is the first Christmas for dozens of people in this church as followers of Jesus. And maybe tonight, God's calling you just to open your heart. And as our heads are bowed, I'd like to include you in a prayer. And say, Pastor Ross, I'm not sure if I'm right with Jesus. I'm not sure if Jesus really in my heart and I've asked him to forgive my sin I know about him or maybe it's years since you've really opened your heart to Jesus but I'd like to include you in a prayer tonight and if God's calling your heart you're saying Jesus has been working in my heart I'd like to open my heart to him tonight for the first time or in a fresh way and to pray this prayer and be included in this prayer if that's you tonight just lift your hand and say Pastor Ross, I'd like to be included in this prayer. Who's that today? Just, just, yeah, God bless you down the back. Who else? Over here on the side. Down the back there again. Who else? So, hey, I'd just like to be included in this prayer. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. In the middle there, God bless you. That's beautiful. Some of your heart's just beating really fast, and it's like God's love is just intersecting with your life right now. You're either in a place of brokenness, or you're going to say, I'm in a place of decision. I'd like to pray a prayer right now and, and I'm going to invite those that have lifted their hands to pray this prayer from your heart. Maybe you've never done this before or maybe this is a clear reaffirmation of your faith. And let's make this a point of surrender to Jesus. And I'm going to invite the congregation, if you'd like to pray this prayer, you're welcome to join those that have put their hands up. Let's pray this beautiful prayer. Father God, Thank you for sending Jesus to this broken world to be our Savior. We open our hearts to receive you into our lives. I believe you are the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sin. You rose again to give me new life. I choose to follow you. Forgive me, heal me, set me free, fill me with your love. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Just if you'd like to lift your hands in, as a point of surrender, saying, Lord, I just choose to follow you. I just feel his holy presence here right now. God's healing some hearts where you've you set out as a young person to follow Jesus, but stuff happened and religion and hurts and broken relationships. But tonight he's restoring your soul. He's calling you back to love him and follow him. I can feel his healing presence right now. For some tonight, he's calling you to let go of unforgiveness and pain and say, Lord, help me to forgive that person or that group of people so I can live in freedom. Lord, right now, I pray your blessing, your peace, your love to fill every heart. Lord, bring, Lord, your joy would fill hearts where there's been sadness or pain. Lord, hope would fill every heart. We declare that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, this Christmas time, we will know your presence. Lord, open up doorways for us to share your love and hope and presence with 
all of our community. I thank you for coming and being our Saviour and Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.